Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 97.9 ESPN Radio. It is great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Fine Balls McWednesday to you and yours. I'm Jeff. That is Director Matthew. We are online, ESPNTallahassee.com. That's where you're going to listen live via the streaming free. Always don't miss anything, but if you do, go back, get caught up at your leisure. We'll post all three hours of the program upon its conclusion. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Email the show if you like, jcs at 979ESPNRadio.com. Find me on Twitter at jcameronshow. Hello, YouTubers. Hope you're well. Thanks for tuning in. All guests appear via the Phone Hero Hotline. Phone Hero specializing in iPhone and iPad repair. Two locations, 2915 Cary Forest Parkway, 833 West Gaines Street, online at phoneherotlh.com. Right from the top here, I know uh, earlier today I tweeted out that I had a, had an announcement. I do, I do. We're, we're sticking with it this time, everybody. I didn't screw this one up this time. We are going to make the announcement. But I first wanted to acknowledge, obviously, before we make this announcement, um, something much bigger than this announcement, and that is the news that uh, legendary Florida State football coach and Hall of Fame football coach Bobby Bowden has been sadly diagnosed with a terminal medical condition. He and his family announced that today in a statement to the Tallahassee Democrat. Quote, I've always tried to serve God's purpose for my life on and off the field, and I am prepared for what is to come. That, according to Coach Bowden in a statement, my wife and and our family have been life's greatest blessing. I am at peace. Of course, Coach Bowden is 91 years old, and he coached here at Florida State, legendarily so, for 34 years uh, before retiring in 2009. Second winningest coach in Division I history. Uh, obviously, we know about the national championships, but we know more importantly about the man that he was and is. And, uh, you know, I always had the good fortune uh, of, of having the opportunity to cover practice back in the days, thanks to Coach Bowden, um, that they were wide open. And we would go out there and watch practice. And, and when I first broke into this business, uh, having the opportunity to do that helped shape me and helped uh, give me the ability to come on the airwaves with context and information uh, that I thought my listeners would want. And uh, over the many years, uh, Coach Bowden obviously helped shape what this program became and uh, made it an elite uh, football program. But more important than that, I think anybody that knows the man very well will tell you that uh, – his greatest accomplishment, of course, is who he was as an individual, who he is as an individual, and the kind of family man that he is. So uh, we wanted to acknowledge right from the start uh, that announcement today that Coach Bowden, um, in a statement to the Tallahassee Democrat, uh, re- you know, revealing, unfortunately, that he has a terminal illness. Um, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to talk more about Coach Bowden, and I will. I didn't want to just proceed with this big announcement and not acknowledge uh, the, the greater importance uh, of what happened today with Coach Bowden making that announcement. So with that being said, it's tough to segue, but I want the opportunity to do so now. I've been talking about it for weeks on end, and I bring in my dear friend Gene Williams, founder and administrator of Warchant.com. By now, it's not a mystery if you're tuned in uh, to, to what's about to be said here, but I am pleased to announce uh, that the future home of the Jeff Cameron Show uh, will be on Warchant.com. Also, uh, with our partners at 93.3 FM Real Talk Radio. So that is going to happen, and we'll get into the subsequent details in just a moment. But, Gene, it is good Jeffrey. to have you in studio, sir. How about this, huh? Um, first of all, thanks, brother. I'm so yeah. excited. And to all the people on the uh, on the boards right now, on Warchant.com, on the YouTube channel, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am 
uh, to join the team and and to carry on the tradition of the Jeff Cameron Show and covering Florida State and all of college sports for that matter. Uh, and I'm able to do that uh, thanks in large part because of Eugene and what we were able to work out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I know now we're live on YouTube. We've already got getting close to a thousand people already watching live. And I want to say Jeff did intro talking about Coach Bowden or our prayers are to, the, to Coach Bowden and his family and. It's a somber day. We had a discussion. Should we postpone this? But we do want to acknowledge that we we recognize, you know, and again, I know it's a cliche, but he's a better person than he is a coach. And having to deal with him, I've covered him for 25 years. You said he allowed you to be out there. When I first got out there, I mean, that was, we were the scourge, internet, that's some crazy fad, but he allowed me, most coaches were not letting internet people out there. He did. He was great to me. Uh, I'm so thankful to him and just all the wonderful things he's done for thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. He's just a great human being. So, again, I, I want to acknowledge that first. But, yes, on a positive note, Jeff, I'm so excited. We've known each other for so long. We've been yeah. good friends, been work colleagues. Um, it just seemed like a match made in heaven. When you sort of approached me about this, it was just click, 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 click. This works, this works. Wait, this is perfect. Yeah, that falls into place. And then, of course, Tom bring it but yes tom will be back with jeff yep so that the dynamic duo will be back in action <laughs> uh excited about that and it'll be starting up in a couple weeks you mentioned 93.3 here in tallahassee a nice thing also in addition to radio in tallahassee this youtube channel if you're watching this live or you're watching on facebook or instagram or twitter we're able to do those you can do that every single day now on war chance channels we will have his show stream live including seminal headlines. Yes, yep. Ira and the infamous Corey Clark will be back in action. We're hoping to also stream that live, so you will see what shenanigans those this three can get into yeah. when you put them all in a room on a live video. I don't know. We might have to have a, a, someone in here to hit the uh, sensor <laughs> button, especially with Corey. Get a, little, uh, get a little ornery there sometimes. But very exciting, Jeff. Happy to have you part of the team. Really has created the ultimate dream team here at Warchant.com. I couldn't be more thrilled. We met, we've got a video come up that we pre-recorded last night, but I said it then. It's just I feel like a proud papa bringing all these great people, just you know, great professionals. They know what they're doing, but also these are wonderful people. We love hanging out with each other, sharing a cold one, sharing stories, having a laugh. I mean, it's great, and I think that's gonna that's gonna transfer to what we do, whether it's on the radio, podcast, video. I think you're gonna see that genuineness be all together and a shared passion too gene that's the thing it's uh you know early on and i know we do have the video that's going to roll where we have a larger discussion about me joining the team and i'm very excited to do it obviously but you know i I think back to days i've brought this up on the air many times before when i was in school and i was covering you know i I, in my head i was covering florida state what would it be like you know i remember sitting over at dick hauser stadium the bleachers doing homework thinking wouldn't it be really cool one day to be able to cover florida state you know baseball football basketball the whole thing and then several years later uh it happened and we met almost immediately because uh, I began really a radio career that goes back to 97. But by the time I got into Tallahassee, it's 98. And, you know, you're already up and running with the website. And we forged a partnership pretty early on and um, really remarkable. Uh, and and we've always shared a passion. We didn't always agree on everything, we, <laughs> but when it was always – it was always amicable and professional, but also we forged a friendship. So to have this chance now to join forces with you and, and to be able to thoroughly cover this multimedia – uh, with all of my friends, and I call these folks friends at warchant.com as well as coworkers now. I mean, obviously, Tom and I reuniting is a big deal to me. He's a dear friend and an incredible producer. But the opportunity to work with Ira and Corey, who are also dear friends and whom I do a show with, and Aslan over the years I've gotten to know very well, and he is a pro's pro and friend as well. And uh, Austin, I'm looking forward to working with you. And, of course, I've known Michael Langston forever too, and he's as good as they come. So it's an opportunity to join forces with people that I know and love who share a passion, who are professional, smart, fun to be around, 
entertaining, and informative. You can't ask for anything more than that, and now we get to do that in a way that is as thorough as you could possibly ask for. I could not be more excited, Gene. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I just You started bringing it up, the possibility, and you know, as Ira said in the video, you're going to see that he just didn't never thought it was going to happen, but it did. It came to fruition. It's not just I'm going to let people know you're working for Warchain, so it's not just. Of course, it's great to have the Jeff Cameron show every single day. Seminal headlines back. We're talking pregame shows. Pregame shows. That's we're right. talking. We're, we're, we'll release some details talking about a show with you and Ira every week. Yeah, it's going to be a weekly show. Get you two show guys together season. and like what we're doing now. This is what I love about this. Is there's so many negative things about the internet, but here's what I love now. We're seeing the interactivity of the fans. This is great because you guys, whether it's not just calling in like we used to do back in the day. But it's people interacting, asking us questions, making comments in real time. We can interact with them here. Eric Angel, by the way, thank you, Eric. Twenty dollars already, already on the board. We got your first oh, donation. How about that? Thank there you, buddy. You go, guys. I like this. This so, is working. So this out is well. why Jeff. Jeff saw the super chats, and he goes, "I saw Aslan and Corey getting all that that money here." From yeah, our good friends yeah. who were so overly generous with the tips, man, and he wanted to be a part of that. So I mean, that's <laughs> but that's neat too. But that's 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 one of the wonderful things about technology, man. We are right there with the fans. Yeah, we'll be able to pop a cold one and sit there and talk about FSU sports and football, and hopefully, you know, a a, a season that's going to look better and better. I mean, we're getting all this. Off-season stuff has been really exciting with Mike Norvell. It's relatively speaking, not that they're going to make a playoff run, the fact that we see some real tangible improvements on the horizon. So that's kind of a neat place to be right now. I think it's an amazing opportunity because, look, I was already excited about this season, and then we began to have these discussions when I realized ESPN was selling and uh, where I was going to go next. And, you know, luckily uh, there were some people who who wanted to talk to me about that. But when you and I sat down, it just made a lot of sense. And uh, Mm -hmm. the more we talked about the possibilities, was it feasible, how would it work, and the more we saw eye to eye, the, the more excited I got. But I also thought about it this way, and, and just, just pragmatic. This is a fascinating campaign Florida State's about to embark on. And you got to figure where they're at. Now, listen, we've seen this program crash and burn over the last four years, and it's been brutal to try to cover and watch, and obviously our heartstrings, yeah. uh, you know, for our school. It, it's really difficult. But, but something to note with that is that uh, the climb and, the, and the, the time spent watching a team rise back up from the ashes and have success is an awful lot of fun to cover. <laughs> I will tell you that it is because there will be trials and tribulations. We're going to be sitting around talking about what didn't go right, what did go right, what progress we saw, what still needs to be done. And certainly this is not a place in which people hold back opinions. We're able to go ahead and have those discussions. And we don't always agree, but it's a lot of fun to hear that discourse because that's what a fan base is. And that's mm-hmm. what the message boards are. And that's what radio listeners do every day on their drive home. So it's it's ideal to watch this thing on the come up and, and really kind of analyze where they're at. It's a process. It's not always as quick as we'd like it to be. But it's something we do like to document, and I think professionally as well as personally, I couldn't be more excited to have this chance because there's going to be a lot to talk about week to week. I mean, a lot. I mean, they're going to have some days where you think, we're miles away. And there are going to be days where we go, okay, I see it, I see the vision, and we're going to get excited Mm -hmm. about those times too. It's funny you brought that up because uh, you said we don't always agree, but man, one thing that always drew me to you, Jeff, and it's just you—you t- you, you say what you feel. You don't hold back too much. And look, some, it rubs some people the it wrong does. way. I get it, but you know that's the thing. I always want my staff, man. We want legitimate opinions. I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you to be soft and mellowy or whatever. Everything's wonderful. I don't want sunshine and rainbows. But also, you guys don't sensationalize either. There's yeah, don't balance. make something up. There's a balance to be just serious and legitimate, and I think that's what I've tried to make War Chant a part of. Look. We're, we're, I guess they call it a fan site, whatever. I don't necessarily like that because so much people have decades of experience, professionals. But we are here for the fans. We are with you. We understand your the passion. We understand the pain. 
which there's been oh, a lot yeah. of lately. Yeah. We can we can empathize much, with you on that pain. stuff. But we're going to tell you straight. If it's bad, we're going to tell you. We want to talk about it. If yeah. it's positive, we're going to tell you about it. I think one thing you've been able to do, going back to, heck, all the crap you got back in the day, all the Jeff Bowden stuff. And, I mean, I, I earned a yeah. lot you earned a lot of respect for me and a lot of people because you're able to stick your neck out for something you believed in. And, you're as it turns out, you were pretty damn on the mark. Well, it's weird, too, on a day in which we did begin the show acknowledging uh, the sad announcement yeah. from Coach Bowden and his family uh, regarding his terminal illness. And I have nothing but immense respect for the man, nothing but love for the man. Um, and and let me let me just say this. Uh, Coach Bowden may have gotten angry with me back when I was giving those opinions, which you just alluded to, but he never ostracized me. He never pushed me away and said I couldn't cover the team. Never said, you know, I mean, he respectfully disagreed with me, and I understand that, and I felt like I was doing my job. But I've grown up a little bit since then, too. I mean, I'm now married with a family of my own, and I think I probably in times in the past may have crossed the line. I think that other times I, I certainly was, as you just noted, spot on. It's not about being right there. It's it's yeah. about being genuine. It's about being authentic and being honest as best you can. And, and your analysis is sometimes spot on, sometimes it's not. But I just want to acknowledge that, yes, Coach Bowden never – Said, oh, that guy can't cover me. That guy, you know, he yeah. was, he was, he was absolutely understanding. I've always appreciated that. So I know there are people that hold resentment. There are still others who say what you say, which is, it, you know, it's a good thing you said that. Whatever that might be, that's in the past. I do know now, though, uh, that 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 has served me well, and I think it serves yeah. the listeners and the readers and anybody else who cares about Florida State well to get honest opinions about what we're seeing. So that won't change. Yeah, and sh- hey, by the way, Shane. Who's one of the one of the pillars? We call them pillars when the guys who are just so generous, like Shane Kirkley, is a man. A hundred bucks. Oh, my thank you, Shane. Thank you, you're you, the man. See, I can't see your screen. We've got yeah, this yeah, mic yeah. here, and I'm sorry. We got we got all not, mics and crazy yeah, cameras all over the place. Everybody, that's an amazing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. But yeah, you're right on that. Again, we, if you missed the beginning of this, we gave our condolences to Coach Bowden, his family, and the, the news that came out today from the Democrat that he's he's got a terminal illness, and it's just somebody we we have a ton of respect for. And you're right, Jeff. I've had so many personal experiences, and I've screwed up at times. I, I, you know, early on trying well, we to figure out, turning out my way, you know, Coach Bowden, you know, he, he, you know, a couple times I remember in his golf cart, he'd come by, he'd pull me aside and son, you know, why did you do this? And that wouldn't, you know, I'm like, you know, coach, you're right. I, you know, he said, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm for second chances. You screwed up on something. You reported, you know, and he did. And I, I learned from it and, you know, I, I had a ton of respect for him. He didn't pop off. He didn't get mad at me. He yeah. just said, Hey, why'd you do that? Let's not do that. Let's not make that mistake again. And I, 99% of coaches, you know the egos these guys oh, have. They would not have behaved that way. So I owe so much to Coach Bowden for what he's done. And, again, prayers to Coach and his family. When you're cutting your teeth in the industry, there's a lot to learn. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And you only hope that when you make those mistakes, those that uh, take yeah. issue with it uh, deal with it professionally and teach you uh, another way or show you uh, what it is uh, to have another side of things and to give you the greater context or bigger picture. Uh, I've dealt with coaches who don't. Uh, I know what it's like to be on the wrong end, uh, even irrationally. So of mm-hmm. um, coaches who who maybe disagreed with something I've said, and uh, there, there's read a, between the lines. Yeah, you know who's talking about. there's a vast difference. <laughs> but, but but you know, even those guys can be great too. It's just yeah. it's there are very different ways of dealing with things. And he was always a pros pro. But I don't want to belabor the point. I, I did want to get it out there today because yeah. I accidentally tweeted out last Sunday. Here you are on vacation. <laughs> I ruined your vacation. Um, I <laughs> partly I tweeted out how excited I was to announce this that what. We're announcing today because i couldn't wait i was overzealous to announce this on monday and i get this uh, if you don't mind i get this text from uh, gene williams and he says jeff i really appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> and i too am really excited about this can we hold off to maybe wednesday or thursday when i'm back in the country can we can we just do that uh and then also i had one of my attorneys say 
hey, dumbass, let's not do that just yet. Let Gene get back into the country and so we can dot some eyes. And uh, so, anyhow, my apologies yeah. to all of you for having to delay it, but I'm glad we were but able Jeff, to do it. But, Jeff, it's the old, hey, speaking of coaches, one you say it's better to say whoa than giddy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely had to say whoa there, whoa. son. You were, uh, you were getting out in front of your saddle a little bit there. but I was excited. Heck, but I like that. I love the enthusiasm, Jeff. You're yeah. going to bring that to War Chant. You're going to bring sure. that to all the JCS listeners every single day, mm-hmm. starting in a couple weeks with Tom Lang. And, again, all these people on YouTube and Facebook and all the various outlets that we have. And, again, you can listen if you're not on time. And the nice thing, we'll talk about the time frame later. We should have it set up where you can listen to podcasts by the time you're driving home from work. That is correct. So you got a little little wake-up war chain in the morning yep. on your way to work, whatever you do, and then on the way home. Yeah, we got you covered. Yeah, that's one thing, and we'll get more specific about mm-hmm. the airtime for the Jeff Cameron show. But I will say that it, it's certainly working towards um, uh, my friends at ninety three point three FM and Real Talk Radio. We, we, this is all, but almost ironed out about exactly how it's mm-hmm. going to look. I just want to save the details for you know sure. ne- next week, early next week. But uh, this is going to be a great partnership. So, Gene, I thank you again, and I want to thank all the subscribers and those on YouTube and everybody else that's listened over the years. I have so many people to thank in the coming days. I will do that. Um, but for now, it's great to be aboard the uh, warchant.com. You there you go. The got the shirt got the already, shirt man. Already. Gene set. comes prepared. Walked through the door with a shirt and threw it every way. So it's good. It's a good fit, and it feels that way to me, too. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, let me preface this really quick. When we come back, uh, I got a chance to uh, talk to Tom Lang in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff. Uh, this first year, I haven't been there in forever, and so I feel a little bit like a fish out of water not being able to document that in person. I did the next best thing. I got Tom on board, and he's going to check in and talk about what the new commissioner, Jim Phillips, had to say, what he heard from coaches from the Coastal. Uh, obviously, FSU and the other Atlantic coaches talk tomorrow. So uh, an opportunity to check in, at least for today, and we'll play that for you next. That was just before the show that I caught up with him, so we would be able to segue right to that. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 97 on ESPN Radio. to uh, jet out to Charlotte where I typically am this time of year for the ACC meetings, the ACC kickoff, but uh, my cohort, my partner in crime, and and, and now again my co-worker uh, Tom Lang is there in Charlotte on behalf of Warchant.com and he joins us now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Hello, good sir. How is that hotel that we've been at uh, many, many times? It's largely the same. Uh, good afternoon to you, and, and hello, champion. That, that doesn't get old yet, right? We can Never. still do that? Oh, for, uh, up until we're not, sure. Yeah, hello, champion. Okay. And, and we're able to do it on the regular since there are multiple champions from our uh, hometown. I also can report to you that uh, our pal from Virginia Tech was here and looking as dapper as ever on Coastal Wednesday. Do you know how much that excites me to hear? I have to tell you, (laughs) well, it's crazy. There are little things you look forward to at the ACC meetings. They're largely uneventful, to be honest with you, and especially on a day in which Florida State's not featured today was being the Coastal. Uh, You always want to hear, in this case, from the new commissioner, and you want to hear from coaches, but... 
you know, to find out that certain stables uh, remain the same, uh, especially in the wake of having lost our favorite coach in the conference that doesn't coach FSU, that is, um, a couple of years back now, uh, we, we, we need to know some things remain the same. And that man's energy and enthusiasm for doing the job of uh, PR for Virginia Tech is unwavering, is what you're telling me right now. That smile is, in fact, in place. So it was in place, and that was around 8.15 this morning, and I don't know that it ever stopped because that's who he is. But I, I can tell you, too, that, of course, I miss you already, but I really missed you when I tapped Aslan on the shoulder. I was like, there he is. And he goes, who? I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you, you'll get it at some point. But there he is. That's our guy, man. It's and, one of the uh, things yeah, that we'll bring. The rounds. A lot of the teams are making the rounds today. But, it's you know, for, for being a, a COVID uh, event last year in which it's all on Zoom, this still pretty much the same as it did in 2019. So a little bit of normalcy isn't a bad thing. Okay, so let's acknowledge first uh, that ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips uh, was immediately pretty much asked. I want to get your overriding thoughts on what you heard from Jim Phillips in a moment. But I knew he would be asked, as all the commissioners are, um, Big Ten commissioners, uh, uh, commissioners about to be asked this uh, tomorrow. Uh, it was asked of Sankey of the SEC today, uh, Jim Phillips, of course, about you know, the teams, the players, the coaches being vaccinated as we move towards this season that we hope feels an awful lot like a pre-pandemic normal campaign where players and coaches fear not that on game day uh, they have to wait until the last moment to find out if they're playing and fans can, of course, find their way to their seats in mass. But we do, we do have the variant that is on the rise. There's no denial of that. And these commissioners are going to be asked the question. For his part, Jim said that he knows the conference for the most half, over half the teams, in fact, have exceeded the 85% vaccination threshold. He did add there's still no decision currently on whether games affected by COVID-19 will be rescheduled or rather forfeited. Now, I, I take a, a stance on this that may differ from others. I believe that if, if at this day and age we're still dealing with people not wanting to be vaccinated, that is their choice. But, of course, it is also the league's choice to decide whether or not you can play football if you're not. And I think in order to find this sense of normalcy of which we speak, uh, you're going to have to mandate it. And if guys don't want to do it, they don't have to do it, but they also don't have to play football. And, therefore, we avoid the NC State College World Series situation, Tom. Do you, can you give me any more on what you've heard from uh, Commissioner Phillips? Yeah, sure. So specific to that, I, I think he's got to really do a tightrope walk in his first ACC kickoff. It's his first real chance as commissioner to address the, the media people show out for as much as they maybe the old guard wants to believe that there's a bigger turnout for the basketball media day. This is the day when you can have the most ears and eyes on you. And he's got to make sure that he respects the universities uh, to make their own decisions and then moreover the players and the coaches to make their own decisions. But he was unequivocal in stating that from a personal standpoint, he's a big believer in, you know, the science of things and getting the vaccine and obviously moving things along. Um, but he did stop short because without maybe Power Five or the entire conference and agreement on a policy, it's tough for him to make definitive statements and, and maybe overstep his bounds. So I, I think he was extremely cognizant of where to walk the line, but he went as far as he possibly could to suggest, you know, this is something that needs to get done. And he did that on a number of issues, but certainly that was one of the big ones that people were listening for. And then one other thing I can tell you is with the Delta variant on the rise, he was asked, do you have any answers on policies when it comes to rescheduling or uh, postponements or forfeits? What, what's the ACC's you know, policy going to be on, on these potential issues that might crop up? 
And his answer was reasonable. It essentially is, listen, you know, everything is fluid. If we've learned anything about COVID and, and the situation of, of how things move with COVID, you've got to got to wait for as much information as possible before making a decision. You need to be as informed as possible because the rule you make today may be completely outdated two weeks from now. So I thought that was a reasonable answer. It's a very good answer. It's an on your feet, on your toes kind of answer that buys you time uh, to kind of figure out an overriding policy. I do like that he stated unequivocally to your point, there's no question that increasing the number of vaccinations provide the best chance for teams to compete. To compete, um, that's the bottom line. That that is true. We know that to be true, and I think commissioners are losing patience. If judging by Sankey and Phillips' comments, that not all these teams are adhering or really aggressively pursuing this option. Um, certainly in the Southeastern Conference, it's no surprise that that is the case. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the mandate becomes uh, moving forward, because the NCAA and these universities cannot afford to have games canceled again we know about the financial losses they're going to have to make extreme decisions now we move on from that tom you you just said something that he had answers prepared but it felt like to you he wanted to say more can you be more yeah. uh can you can you can you extend on that a little bit more sure. and give me some more insight on what you mean when you say that uh tv first and foremost um you know he was he made a, a point to prepare remarks from start to finish in his statement. None of it was off the cuff. He was constantly checking with, I mean, it was old school printer paper that he was looking down and, and making sure he hit all the notes that he wanted to. So I, I think this is somebody, first of all, that is very careful. Every word matters when you read a transcript from the commissioner. Uh, every word is, is carefully crafted. But with TV and distribution, uh, he brought up that, you know, it's one of the cries of of all 15-member institutions, when you include Notre Dame and, and all sports but football, that distribution has to get better. It's got to be on more TVs. And there was a reporter from Roanoke who took advantage of the moment because they announced two extra games on the ACC Network for this season, one of which was Virginia Tech and, and Notre Dame. I believe it was Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. But either way, the reporter from Virginia said, well, here's the problem is, is within 10 minutes of that being announced, a lot of folks are saying, we can't get the network, so what are you going to do about it? And it seems like he, he's optimistic that in a couple of weeks' time, they may have some announcements. And what, the way he couched it was late summer, early fall, that's typically when renewal negotiations come to a conclusion. And that's when Comcast deal, of course, we all know about this, especially in our part of the woods, is Comcast comes up next year, early next year. So would it be on in a market like ours? And, and I think he's prepared to say something more important, something that would catch our eyes, but this is somebody who very much, I think, values all eyes being dotted and he's being crossed before committing to that. So the number one thing I would say is distribution, and he knows, he said it, for us to be the league that we want to be, distribution is number one. So I know that's music to the ears of Florida State fans and all of us to a degree, but you, you have to see it to believe it at this point because it's been three years for the channel. Yeah, it's uh, of the utmost importance. We figured it would be his first biggest challenge and one that he would need to hit out the hit out the uh, stadium here. He'd have to hit a home run with, with something like this, if possible. We just wondered about the kind of leverage that he would have or not have. That, that, that includes whatever negotiation he's going to have with Notre Dame to try to bring them into the fold of the ACC and football full-time down the line. 
as well. Anything from coaches that stood out today? I know, again, it's just Coastal. We're less interested in that particular division. It is part of the ACC, uh, and there are some intriguing teams there, in particular uh, Mac Brown in North Carolina as well as Miami. So your thoughts on what you've heard from coaches today from the Coastal? Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of substance. Of course, today our focus was heavier on Miami being the rival and North Carolina being on the schedule. Uh, ben Diaz did say some interesting things. I asked him about you know, Derek King and what it's like to have a grad transfer quarterback and what are the challenges and what are the benefits, because obviously with Mackenzie Milton being in the fold here, I wanted to get some insight from somebody who lived it and in a weird way gets to live it again. You don't expect a grad transfer quarterback to be around for two years, but alas, COVID uh, eligibility says he can. And he gave some good answers, um, about as good as he possibly could. He said, you know, our team needed somebody to reset the standard and, and reset the way things were done, and we needed to bring somebody from the outside to do it. I didn't believe any of the players that we had in our locker room could do it. And so, you know, he went on and on about that. But to get the point is when you know something's not right, sometimes turning to a veteran outside of the program is the best way to signal a reset. And maybe that's exactly what's happening with Mike Norvell. Um, as for Mac Brown, I mean, not a whole lot. He was asked about Florida State, and he kind of chuckled. He said, well, you know, I told our team before we kicked off in Tallahassee that we're not the number five team in the country despite our rankings, but there's only a few conferences playing. And then three hours later, we were number 25 in the country. So, you know, we've got to focus. Ask me when we're 3-0, and if we can get to 3-0 and kind of a thing. So, you know, it, it's the usual thing, man. You've been here for so many years. Coastal Day, you're looking for any nuggets, anything interesting. And I think number one today was just that Jim Phillips was, well, uh, was ready to go on the record about a lot of stuff. And, uh, and say his piece. And I think that you're going to be hearing a lot more from the commissioner. Oddly enough, you'll be hearing a lot more from the ACC and the commissioner in, in the weeks to come. But uh, all eyes are on tomorrow as Florida State obviously brings three players up in the two quarterbacks and Jermaine Johnson. And there's going to be a ton of content on Warchant. And if we need to do another hit tomorrow, by God, we can do it because that's the deal we've flung. Yeah, final couple things, absolutely we can, and I'm excited about that. But on a somber note, certainly, there will be an opportunity because it came about later in the day to address the sad news that legendary Florida State coach, former Florida State coach Bobby Bowden, has been diagnosed with a terminal illness for his party. was quoted to the Tallahassee Democrat today as saying that he uh, is at peace. Um, we, we, we can talk more about that uh, tomorrow uh, as we have touched on it some today. I, 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 one final thing, I, I was remiss and, and skipped over something I wanted to ask you about the NIL and what uh, Jim Phillips may have had to say about that, only because I think a lot of Florida State fans, and I think a lot of football fans everywhere for that matter, take a look at Nick Saban's quote at SEC Media Days, in which he is noting that his quarterback, who's never uh, stepped foot on the field as a starting quarterback for Alabama, Bryce Young, uh, we all know he's talented, but uh, is, is approaching nearly $1 million worth of endorsement deals already. Uh, that opens a lot of eyes. It's not just Florida State fans, but uh, the entirety of college football when they say, we're already losing out on the best players coming out of high school to Alabama. Their athletic and, and, and dominance and prowess uh, uh, along the sport is well noted. But now if they're also uh, going to be able to give the players uh, deals in which they're going to become millionaires before they ever suit up in the NFL, well, then this is over with and nobody can compete. Uh, I'm kind of curious, were any comments from coaches today as well as new commissioner Phillips uh, about the NIL? Well, I, I think that the tune has changed for coaches that weren't on board because you, you better change and adapt or else you're going to die on this front. Mac Brown was up front about it, and uh, his example was, 
well, you know, I never thought this was a good thing, but then it was explained to me that if we have a talented musician who's on scholarship, they can still make money off of themselves for a gig. So I kind of get it about athletics. Why can't it be that way there? I think you're, I think what you're going to find is the coaches who came out against players being paid are going to find similar anecdotes and all shucks kind of stuff to say in order to pivot and move forward. For Jim Phillips' case, the hard part for him is he has to speak for the whole league. And, you know, a, a program like Florida State, A-OK, man, uh, because of the legislation in the state of Florida. But what he's pushing for is federal legislation so that every university can be on the same footing. Because, you know, for his part, he said, I don't want it to become a recruiting advantage for some programs over the other. So once again, it's just one of those deals where, I, you know, Commissioner Phillips may feel a certain way about things, but he has to communicate, especially in his first major address as commissioner of the league. Uh, for all 14-15 programs of the conference, not just the ones that are benefiting from NIL right out the gate. Prudent comments from a commissioner who has a lot to tackle but has to be very careful about how he proceeds and has to get it right, especially when it's the first couple of things that you're going to be noted for, and they are as significant as they are. My brother enjoys Charlotte. Perhaps, if you're so inclined and fortunate enough, you will find that sleepy Irish pub that you and myself uh, have been known to have a few Guinness or Guinness at uh, in the past. Uh, I wish you well, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Be good, sir. Yeah, sounds good. Is it Guinness? I'll ask the Irish bartender because I'm about to find him. Yeah, I don't know, but please find out for me. I, as one who's been to Ireland, I could have asked the question, but perhaps I was intimidated uh, and didn't want to look like a fool. But enjoy one either way, whether it's Guinness or Guinness, and uh, I'll talk to you again later, buddy. Hey, man, congrats on letting the lawyers uh, tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, thank you. It's good to be back with you, you brother. Bye. All right, that's uh, that's Tom Lang of Warchant.com. Kind of fun to say now that I'm a part of it as well. It's also uh, Tom Lang of the Jeff Cameron Show and 93.3 FM Real Talk Radio. How about them apples? All right, more of the Jeff Cameron Show momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 97.9 ESPN Radio, and uh, thanks for joining us today. It's a it's a busy one, to say the least. Thanks to Tom Lang joining us from Charlotte, now representing Warchant.com in doing so. And, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to kind of watch the new commissioner, Jim Phillips, who has a lot on his plate. And I mentioned there that um, – Obviously, a lot of things uh, elicit uh, sort of faux outrage these days, and uh, a lot of um, things that aren't political end up falling under the umbrella of politics when they ought not. And, you know, I think for the various leagues um, who would like to proceed with a season, um, they, they have to look at it that way. They have to understand that the larger discussion uh, that is being had uh, around the country and also that is being had conference by conference 
is really not political, even though it's become a political football, um, but but rather uh, something that uh, could, in the drop of a hat, never mind the obvious uh, health ramifications, um, could uh, derail the season that they absolutely have to play. And uh, I know, certainly, uh, have the opportunity to play with very simple steps. And, you know, again, what ends up happening is the idea um, that, uh, you know, you, you'll hear people say, well, you know, you can't make those players um, get vaccinated. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, they don't have to. Uh, it's, it, it is certainly, I heard Commissioner Phillips say he respects individuals' rights to make that choice. Um, and I do, too. But I'm really not concerned with that. That's not really what's at question here. I think it's what's at question here is whether or not you want to play football because in order for us to proceed and have the season and play football, you're going to go ahead and have to get vaccinated. Certainly it's your choice not to. Have a good day. But this is, this is open and shut. And watch how quickly we get there. Watch how quick. It's happened in other walks of life already, like travel. I mean, it's, it's happening. And you're going to see these commissioners – do that very thing. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I thought about this during the College World Series. Again, remove politics. Try your best in this situation while having this medical conversation to remove politics and understand that NC State did not require traveling players to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Some players then chose not to be. That meant, that opened the door at that very moment. So because they didn't get vaccinated, it opened the door to testing. They were subject to COVID-19 testing parameters, just like we saw during the 2020-21 college sports year. A few of those players ended up testing positive amongst those who were unvaccinated. Some were even possibly, from what we've read, symptomatic before arriving in Omaha. That caused vaccinated players to then be tested, which they would not have been, per NCAA rules established in April of this year. And when that happened, because it is not, from an efficacy rate standpoint, 100%, but rather 90-plus percent, then you had a couple of players who were asymptomatic, but positive. Once that happened, NC State was told to have a good day and could not play, and that's tragic and completely preventable. And in that moment, I thought a couple, a couple of things. I thought about that, and I also it came to mind again when John Rahm, who ended up handling that very well, I might add, post-exit from the tournament that cost him $1.7 million dollars, but I thought, this is a business decision. We have entered the realm. Now, again, there are health concerns, of course, but I'm not having that discussion on the air right now. I'm looking at this from a business standpoint. The NCAA cannot afford, and these universities cannot afford not to have a season. So what I think you're going to hear, and real soon, is that basically these commissioners are going to establish, certainly you have the right not to, but we have the right to tell you that you can't play. And, you know, you think about, 
if you even if you wanted to just localize it, uh, immunization records are necessary for your kids to go to school. So I mean, this is not hard. So at the end of the day, they're going to end up doing that. And, and, and what they're doing now is buying time for coaches and university officials to try to convince the players without this being mandated, hey, guys, now at some schools it is already mandated. There are Big Ten schools in which it absolutely is. Um, so, you, you know, I thought it was interesting. Sankey at the SEC today said you're expected to play a schedule, thus dispose of the game. Um, uh, the forfeit word comes up at that point. Basically, he's telling you, you're going to forfeit. You're going to lose the game. That's it. We're done. We're not rescheduling it. We're not replaying it. You just lost. That's it. So, And also, he had to address this to a greater degree at the SEC media days because you might say to yourself, shocking, right? Well, really not at all. Of the 50 states, four of the five with the lowest vaccination rates are the SEC. Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, well, well, well. Respectively, that's 46th, 48th, 49th, and 50th in vaccination rates. Go check out the education in those states as well. It's uh, stunning, I know. Hour number two, forthcoming, Jeff Cameron, show 97.9 ESPN Radio. Said you never know 